show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And look who we got sitting over here, Ronnie. We got Greg Moore. Welcome back, Greg. Well, I tell you what, I'm uh, I'm glad to be back. Well, we missed you, brother. Well, you know, we have had a few bumps in the road or whatever. You get sick every now and then, and uh, those things happen. But you just deal with it, and I'm just glad to be back. And let's talk some racing stuff. We gonna talk about racing for two hours unless. We get off the track, and we usually do at some point. And I'd like to welcome in our special guest this morning, Ronnie Nodine. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing great. And uh, as I promised earlier this year when I found out in July that our good friend and, and local racing veteran and hero and champion Elmo Henderson had passed away three months earlier in April... I said, you know, I, I was so devastated that I didn't know about it for three months that, you know, I said, well, we're going to do a, we're going to dedicate a show to Elmo. And uh, so this is it. Next to the last show of the year. And uh, Ronnie Nodine, I consider the Elmo Henderson expert. I knew Elmo pretty well, but Ronnie knows him real, knew him real well. And uh, I mean, I, when I wrote, the book on the independence, you know, we just concentrated on Elmo's Grand National career, which, as far as I'm concerned, was fantastic. Some of the things he accomplished with what he had to work with. But Ronnie knows all about the Greenville Pickens and the Spartanburg Fairgrounds and everywhere else. And uh, he's brought a scrapbook with him here with pictures in it that I wish we were on television because he's got some great stuff. But uh, we're going to talk a lot of Elmo. Okay. All right. Um, Ronnie also is... Uh, now, we got two Ronnies here. We got the two Ronnies. So, uh, the one you'll probably be hearing the most to be Ronnie Nodine, since Ronnie Black and I are sharing a microphone. He'll uh, give me the high sign if he's got something to contribute. <laughs> but, uh, Ronnie, uh, you're also, now, what is your title with the South Carolina Modelers? I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're the king, but I'm pretty sure that's not your title. I, I'm the president of the Spartanburg uh, South Carolina Models Association. Uh, we have chapters in Spartanburg, uh, Greenville. Uh, got two in the, in the middle of the state, which is Midlands chapter and the Elgin chapter, and we have one in, in Charleston. Yeah, and I tell you what, if you want to uh, see what they do and not have to travel too far to do it, y'all have the big show. I think they used to call it. Maybe they still do that. I hope it don't snow show. Yes, sir. That's the yes. one in Jan January at the Marriott. What's the J January the 18th. Okay. That's on Saturday or uh, Marriott at the, uh, on Ch North Church Street. Uh, we have the whole ballroom and uh, we have uh, a little bit of everything. And I'm telling you what, Greg, uh, Greg and I love to walk around and look at that stuff. The models, I mean, it's not just autos and cars and stock cars. It's aircraft carriers and fighter planes and these what do you call those dioramas when you got two, two yeah. soldiers going at it and, yeah. i mean diorama yeah yeah and the uh star war i mean you, anything that's a model they've got it there and it's uh they judge them and give out all these different awards and um 
the award for now is that just for the stock card or the racing we we have one uh, it's called a bud moore memorial award right and it's for the best stock car right uh, it, it don't have to be nascar it can be a stock car that and this year uh we, the award we give is a acrylic and it's a picture of bud moore and and we have a big trophy like we do at daytona uh-huh. and we put the winner each year and we keep that uh, and that's a beautiful trophy too and i was so impressed with that yeah, it really is. I tell you, they got some, like Perry said, it's not just the stock car models, but they got any car models. They got uh, aircraft carriers. I mean, all of them are, are top grade. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, none of them are. Uh, you could just walk around in there for hours. Yeah. The, the time that people put into these things. Oh, I wish I had that much time. I, you saw some of the models I built back yeah. in my youth, and I, I yeah. mean, I'm pretty proud of them. But I, uh, you know, I don't know what the correct terminology is, but uh, I, I, I refer to those as museum quality. So, I mean, I don't know if there's a better word for it, but I mean, that's what so, you'd see at the Smithsonian or somewhere. Some of them are. I mean, uh, when you take a 124, 125th scale and put spark plugs and wires and wire it per, per the firing order, you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's the way some people do. They take, take that much uh, seriousness in it. I can't hold my hands that, <laughs> that still. I, it's all I can do to hit the right buttons on the typewriter or the, <laughs> me, the computer. Me too sometimes, you know. <laughs> Well, Ronnie's here to help us with uh, to talk about Elmo Henderson, and we're going to talk a lot of Elmo. And um, we also got some racing that went on. In fact, I haven't even uh, opened up my folder here, but they had the um, race last night to determine the first championship on this championship weekend, and that was won by uh, Austin Hill. Wasn't that the gentleman's name? Yep, Austin Hill. But uh, Matt Crafton ended up being the champion of the truck series. And that race was held at Miami last night. That was the uh, Ford EcoBoost 200. And Austin Hill won that race. And that's the, uh, um, he's a real young kid. And I think he's probably going to be heard from in other classes. They had a rain delay. And the thing actually didn't get started till like 10 o'clock. It was like a two-hour rain delay, which... Uh, I guess that's one of the reasons I lived in Miami for 15 years, and that's one of the things you got to put up with, mostly in the summertime. But uh, they did have a shower go through last night and took a while to dry the track. But Matt Crafton was second. Christian Eckes was third. Ross Chastain was fourth, and he finished second in the standings. Brett Moffitt was fifth, and he finished third in the standings. And Johnny Sauter was sixth. Grant Enfinger seventh. Todd Gilliland, 8th, Sheldon Creed, ninth, and Parker Klingerman, 10th. 11th was Stuart Friesen, and he finished 4th in the championship. So you only had those four four drivers that were uh, eligible for the championship, and that's how how it shook out. They're going to do the same thing today with the uh, Xfinity cars. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Of course, we've always... Promoting and keeping up with Jeremy Clements around here, Ronnie. How are you uh, familiar with the Clementses very much? Or? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, am. Ronnie's just an excellent Spartanburg historian. I, he ought to write a book. <laughs> maybe someday. Well, maybe someday. Then some days it get shorter and shorter, and it'll be too late. That's true. That's true. Um, well, I want to talk, talk a little bit here, just for a second. Now, this there's been a controversy in NASCAR that uh, it popped up after. Uh, what was the race before uh, Phoenix? Wherever that was, um, Martinsville, was it? Texas, wasn't it? Texas, Texas. When uh, 
Bubba Wallace spun out intentionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg, you said, uh, and you know, and he was, you know, I, I don't know what got into him, but he admitted it last week at Phoenix, which was not a smart thing to do. I believe they fined him. And uh, it was 50,000 bucks or something. 50, and, uh, 50 points. And 50 points, which, you know, when the money doesn't really hurt that much, I don't think. And uh, he's going nowhere in points anyway. But, uh, you know, everybody knows that's gone on for years and years and years uh, since the probably the first three cars got on the, on the track and they got one of them to spin out so one of the others could win. Mm-hmm. But Greg and I were talking driving over here. And Greg, you... Uh, you know a little bit about stuff like that clandestine stuff uh, spinning out when uh, just to bring out a caution maybe for your teammate or somebody else or whatever. Yeah, the, there used to be a situation that was kind of commonly known uh, for a long time. Uh, it involved a, a couple of Chrysler teams. Uh, Richard Petty was one of them. and You, you kind of had a situation where... Uh, a car that he was semi-sponsoring would slow up next to the wall and stuff and things like that. But the the biggest thing with us, usually if you spun somebody out, you were doing it because you was mad at them or, you know, they'd hit you first or whatever. But the thing that really got me, and I finally had to put 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 my foot down on it, was that uh, we actually had uh, Terry Labonte, who was driving for Rick Hendricks, and also uh, Schrader. But there was, and I'm trying to think of the other driver, but they actually took cars, and Morgan had passed one of them and spun him out or something. We were running very good that year, and all of a sudden, like, it all happened about 1991. And, uh, but the Hendricks bunch actually fixed the car not for the points but they fixed up just enough to get out there and tear our car all the heck and you know I I think that spinning out to close the race up and everything I think that's dead wrong but it's really dead wrong when you you take up what's supposed to be a professional bunch of people and uh, deliberately fix cars almost unfixable uh, because we happen to be involved in, in a little bit of the mayhem on it. Uh, and to send them out there, and as soon as they knock us out of the race, could have hurt a driver, could have done a lot of things. You go back there, and they load the car up. They ain't running no more laps. And, uh, well, I know there was a famous picture. Um, I think it was at Indianapolis. And they used to do it all the time up there because you, uh, you know, it wasn't until sometime, and I should know the exact year, but sometime in the 70s or it might have been even in the 80s that uh, you couldn't catch up during the caution flag. They didn't bunch the cars up. In fact, they even had a pacer light system one year yeah. to keep the cars spaced like, like they were when the caution flag came out. You weren't supposed to gain any kind of advantage on the track. But uh, there was a famous photograph one year, and this, was, I guess, was back in the 50s. And, um, you know, they had multiple car teams and everything. And one of the car's owners held up a sign to his driver when he went by. You know, this was way before radios. And it said, now. And when he went down the first turn, he spun the thing out just to slow the race down. I guess, I think they probably needed to make a pit stop. And they could definitely do that quicker with the under a slower speed. 
And, you know, it wasn't that long ago. What year was that? That uh, Truex, when he was driving the Napa car for Michael Waltrip, spun out at Martinsville, wasn't it? Yep. And uh, it was so obvious that he did it. And that effectively, the fine and the bad publicity and everything is pretty much what put Michael Waltrip out of business. Sure did. With the Toyotas. And, uh, it did. Yep. And that that was a, a huge example of uh, spinning a car out on purpose. You know, it's just, I think his crew chief, and I can't remember who it was now, but they radioed to... Uh, his father had a lot to do with it, too. I mean, they, they had all the proof in the world on it. Well, the guy said, scratch the itch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and as soon as he said, scratch the itch, Truex spun out. And what it did was, and that was also the year, you know, that they... Uh, they put Jeff Gordon in yep. because it had knocked him out to get one of Michael Waltrip's cars in. Took Boyer out. They took Boyer out. That's exactly right. That's right. And and put a and and put Jeff Gordon in there. And you know it's just uh, you know cheating's one thing, but I, that was just you know that was kind of way over the line. Kind of like that guy getting whacked over the head with the helmet the other night. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what's this, the Houston Astros stealing signals and yeah. and everything and won a World Series in 2017 with all kinds of, who knows what was going on with cameras and uh, flashing what pitch was coming. They said you could hear in the background uh, somebody bang a trash can two times and the next two guys up homered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, so crazy stuff goes on out there. And if, you know, doing a little something to the car or and, and Greg knows all about that, and Bud Moore, and everybody did it. But um, Elmo Henderson, I'm sure, did too. Sure. It's one thing. But, uh, you know, intentional crashes and spin outs and, and just uh, premeditated stuff like that, you know, not, not a, a crime of passion, you know, like something spur of the moment. But when you plan something that far in advance, uh, you, you, you deserve to have your team shut down. Yeah. And, and it, it's. You know, when you have situations like a, a duel between Billy Wade and Ed Jarrett at the fairgrounds. Well, that was just racing. I mean, that's those two that's guys, racing. Yeah, that's and, different. And, and, and that sort of thing. But to me, for a car just to slow up or spin out or whatever, I mean, that's like fixing a boxing match or something. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's exactly the, what it's like. That, that, I, I don't go for that. I, I really don't. We never have done anything like that. But uh, we've seen it done where we come out on the bad end of it. Well, I've never seen it done where they ask the guy about it. And he says, yeah, I did it. You know, it's just. But they yeah. said, you know, and I haven't seen the video, but they said it's so obvious. You can see uh, Bubba Wallace, and I think it was at Texas, mm-hmm. turning the wheel, you know, to, to spin out. I mean, you know, just purposely do it. And and then to own up to it, you know, that's that's just a. A bad optic, mm-hmm. to use a current phrase. That's true. Well, um, so we're coming down to the end of it, and we got a race this afternoon. Actually, it's late this afternoon for uh, the Xfinity cars, and then we got again for the uh, um, Cup cars tomorrow. And they got one more, two more Grand Prix races. One of which is tomorrow afternoon, which should be over by the time the uh, the Cup guys go, and that. That championship was decided about the third race of the year when it was obvious that Lewis Hamilton was going to win just about all of them, either he or his teammate. But uh, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, 
Ronnie Nodine and Ronnie Black and Greg Moore and I are going to talk about Elmo Henderson, one of the great driving legends of Spartanburg, and uh, do him some justice because uh, it's long overdue that we talked about him on this show. And um, we'll be back after these words. You're, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg on WSPG from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly weekly or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Type. Drive for $349 a month or save up to $10,000 off MSRP or drive a 2020 Nissan Road for only $229 a month. That's right. You can get a new 2019 Nissan Type for only $349 a month or save up to $10,000 off MSRP. Or a new 2020 Nissan Rogue for only $229 a month. During Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan, you can get rock-bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissans. For the truck you want at the price you need, hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Places for 479 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing 
Fitness Network has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 is now broadcasting on FM at 98.3. Our FM signal is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, let's talk some Elmo Henderson, Ronnie. All right. Where you want to start at? Uh, well, I can start that he was born on October the 14th, 1932. He told me in Cherokee Springs. Yes, sir. That's true. I know he was in the Navy. Yes, sir. So last week we had our veteran show, and I mentioned Elmo as being a, a Navy veteran. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he was he was part of that last generation. I want to I wanna tell this story to get the thing started, because I watched Elmo and Buster Sexton and Maurice George and Don Bumgardner and all those guys used to race at the fairgrounds, you know, and that's where most of my dirt racing came from, um, from watching it. And I, I you know, I had known Elmo for years, uh, known of Elmo for years, and read his name in the paper. And you know, I was, I guess it was about two thousand and seven, probably the first year I ever went to JB Days. Um, and I got invited to go over there to to uh, uh, Raymond Park's birthday. And I said, well, I, you know, I can't go. To, I'm not invited to that. And he said, everybody's invited to it. So anyway, that's how I got over there. And I'm just standing there. They got race cars, historical race cars sticking everywhere. And uh, out in the pavement and under the shed and in garages and stuff. And I'm standing there looking at one. And this real nice looking gentleman with a. It's got a shirt back like you got on there, uh, sort of a plaid thing, really well groomed and, you know, just nice looking gentleman. And we got to talking a little bit and I said, uh, I introduced myself. I said, my name's Perry Wood. What's your name? Well, and he said, I'm Elmo Henderson. And I like to pass out. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have been meeting anybody in the world, any famous race driver or person. And I was just floored that I was standing there talking to Elmo Henderson and I just, I guess I kind of made a fool of myself. I sort of gushed and said, man, I, I have such an honor to meet you. And um, and it was. And I was so, uh, he started, you know, telling me stories. And, I, of course, I was, I'd ask him about the fairgrounds. And we talked for quite a while. But this is like a big party and there's a lot of people there. So we moved on. But when I wrote the chapter on Elmo and Declarations with Independence, the last picture in there it's a picture I took Elmo that day standing with Bud Moore and David Pearson. 
And I wouldn't take a thousand dollars for that picture to to have had those three together at the same time uh, over there at JB Days. I know. So uh, you had a car over there one time. You you restored uh, one of Floyd Powell's cars, Floyd. right? Yes, sir, I did. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, tell us about Elmo. Tell us because you uh, that's a, that was when I first met him, and I'd I'd go visit with Elmo and sit with him in the afternoon sometime and over at his shop. But uh, you knew him for a long time and a lot closer than me. I met Elmo when I was six years old, um, 1958. Same year I was six years old. Yep, same, same <laughs> year you were six years old. And uh, my father helped uh, some with Pearson's car in, in 59, and then he went on to Floyd Powell after that. But uh, I met uh, Elmo then, and we used to go to a lot of tracks around here, you know, uh, Harris and, and places like that, Rutherford County and Gaffney. That don't exist anymore? Well, few few do. Gaffney and Harris still exist, yeah. but the rest of them's gone. The Circle Speedway, and uh, uh, that's when I met him. And uh, I always liked the little thirty-two Ford that he run that uh, that JD Sexton had built, and uh, they called it Little Forty-Five. And uh, that's when I, I met Elmo then. And then we, I, we went. Our family, my father helped other people, you know, build motors and stuff like, like that down through the years. And we go, we would go to Greenville Pickens every Saturday. And from, I guess, when Greenville Pickens opened until about 67, 68, I didn't miss a race. So. And Spartanburg used to do, uh, we kind of owned that place for a few years, didn't we? Yep, sure did. With, uh, now let me see if I got it straight. Pearson, uh, Elmo won the championship in 58. At Greenville Pickens. At Greenville Pickens. Yep. And Pearson in 59. Yes, Pearson. And then after that, like three or four years in a row, it was yep. Floyd Powell, right? From 60 to 62, yeah. Yeah. And three years in a row. Names are painted on the wall over there. Yeah. With a lot of famous names. Sure are. Got Iron Hart's name and Butch Lindley and a lot of Johnny people. Allen, John, I think. Yeah, Johnny Allen. Uh, you know, before I forget to talk about it and jumping around here a little bit, um, you know, one of the very unpublicized things about Elmo, I'm sure you know about it, because he had an article he showed me out of a popular mechanics magazine or something, when he and Johnny Allen and a whole bunch of drivers drove from where, was it the, it was the tip of South America yes. to Alaska. Yep. Sure did. In the com it, 64 Comics. 64 Comets. Yep. Mercury Comets. Yep. And that was just <laughs> oh, I know who was in on that Greg, friend of ours, was Slick Owens. Yeah, yeah Slick, Slick Owens. Was on, yeah. yeah, Slick was in on that deal. And uh, it was an endurance thing that they were doing for, for Lincoln Mercury. And sure enough, they, they had some real good drivers. Elmo was in on it. Yep. And they went from like the tip of all uh, South America all the way up to, to Alaska. And... Uh, I think they had changed tires and stuff, but the cars really didn't cause them no problem. The only thing uh, Slick used to laugh about, he said, I've never ate so much peanut butter in my life. He wouldn't <laughs> risk eating their food down there, so they had like a trunk full of peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had cases of Jeff or whatever. And, and eat that. That's what they were eating coming up the road. That's exactly right. I, I think it was, I got it wrote, uh, okay. 16,000. 287 miles is what they did. Miss a living. And it started on September the 12th and uh, ended on October the 22nd. Actually, that's covering ground pretty good. Yeah. Because Elmo told me some stories about uh, uh, 
banditos and, you know, people uh, stopping them along the yeah. way that were less than uh, hospitable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that was, had to be. So I know Johnny Allen told me some stories about it, too, and Slick did, too, but those are the only three names I can recall right off. The, but to even be invited yeah. by the factory to be in on something like that, you had to be a good driver, mm-hmm. and uh, Elmo was right there with him. Yes, sir. All right. But, but, He's also in on the, the, the test they did at Atlanta, on the endurance they did down there. I'm not even familiar with that. Yeah. Tell me about that. It happened in, in 64, too. I, I've, I couldn't find all... Uh, Elmo used to have that stuff in his shop. Right. And some, somebody broke in and, uh. and uh, trashed it, and Betty just got everything up she could get and put it in a, in a tub. And uh, But uh, they, Spark Brothers didn't write a whole lot about it. Spartanburg newspaper, you know they did. They did on the the uh, to Alaska thing, but yeah. but they didn't do the whole lot on it. So I'm still researching it. Okay, well that's but, good uh, that you're researching it because uh, uh, maybe me and you can write a book someday. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I got okay. the publisher. That's the hard part. Okay, it's gathering up the information. I'd love to do something like that. Because okay. see, I couldn't when I wrote the book on the independence. I did a chapter on twelve different guys, and Elmo was one of them. And uh, uh, I really I. I, I had to concentrate on the the Grand National part, uh, and I, I didn't. I don't. Not sure. I even mentioned the the Alaska thing. So, uh, you know, and he had a whole article on it with pictures and everything. And I mean, yeah. that'd be a yeah. uh, that'd be a, a great chapter of a book on uh, Elmo or Spartanburg racing or whatever. Yeah. You come up with the idea. Well, I'll okay. be glad to work on something like that. Greg, you got any particular remembrances of Elmo Henderson? Well. The biggest thing I remember about Elmo, he he always looked young. He did. That's the truth. Yeah. He always looked young, and he was all, you know from the time I was born. You know, I was born in '57. I'm the baby, <laughs> and uh, but Elmo was always polished. You know, the the uh, looked younger than he actually was. And that's what I was talking about when I saw him at Greenville Pickens that day. I mean, at J.B. Days. He, that was a fine-looking gentleman standing there. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean and to interrupt. And, and he's always was sharp as a tack. And uh, like I say, he had some pretty good ventures. Now, I, I did, I'd forgot about him being in the Pan Am deal. Well, I don't know about the Pan Am. but the cross- I think that might have been the name of it, wasn't it? Something like that? It, it, it was a pretty it's neat. Deep. But yeah, uh, but yeah, he was involved in that, and 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 Elmo had some pretty good runs in some race cars. Uh, I think we we're talking about it. it. Seemed like he had some of his best success around '64. Uh, I think at at Spartanburg Fairgrounds and at Greenville Pickens, uh, you know, he could hold. As the saying goes, he could hold a pretty wheel, and. Uh, he was just a racer. I mean, just a, a full-fledged racer. He had a, he always had a sense of humor to him, and uh, well, I, I think he was like a household word. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I just growed up, and you know, Elmo would come in the shop, and that's Elmo Henderson. Yeah. Well, he, uh, I remember him best. The stories he told me were were nineteen sixty, when he drove Cotton Owens' old fifty eight Pontiac. And he uh, talks about that car. He said it must have weighed 5,000 pounds. And uh, he run, ran that car in the 1960 Daytona 500. And in the 100-mile qualifying race, it was a 40-lap race, 
and he's got a car that was wore out at the beginning of the year. It was two year old, two years old, and um, he finished that race uh, in twelfth place, I believe it was, yeah, and w- and was only a, a lap lap behind. One lap, yeah, yep. And then in the five hundred, he was had a real good starting position. I believe they had a uh, something like. 68 cars or 64 cars or something like that. 68. 68 cars. Yeah, I got it right here, too. And he started 24th, which is way up. When you got 68 cars, 24th is up near the front. That's up near the front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and But he finished 59th because he got tangled up with some guy, he said, uh, from Georgia that was leaking oil. And when he tried to get by him on the back stretch, they got tangled up. And he didn't damage the car that much. He slid forever, but it blew the windshield out. Yeah. And he said that he came in the pits and and uh, got a shop rag. And as soon as he got back out on the racetrack, it like the sand blasted his skin mm-hmm. off. And uh, that wasn't going to work. But he said if they if they could have found a windshield, they'd have been back in there. But I, and, and actually, now I've got a tape I'm going to play. It's, it's something I recorded on my phone of the recordings that I made when Elmo and I wrote the book. And I was so happy. And I told Ronnie, I got this stuff and I'm going to play it on the air. And they're going to... That the quality is so bad. I'm not going to play it until uh, 11:20, but because uh, we did it in his office, and I didn't know it was ever going to be used on the radio. And he's got that old. It was on January the 10th, 19, yeah, I did it again, 2009, and the fan on his heater is clicking and making noise and everything. And it's I'm going to see if it sounds any good on the radio, and if it does, we'll listen to about 20 minutes of it. But. Uh, uh, he just uh, started at, as far as his cup career at the Grand National Race in Charlotte in 1959, mm-hmm. driving Joe Eubanks' car, and um, even had something to do with Thunder in Carolina. The first scene of Thunder in Carolina is a 58 Ford coming into pits at Hartsville with Elmo Henderson's name on the top of it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. I remember me and you talking about that. Elmo contributed a lot uh, to stock car race, just a ton. And uh, that's what's what's so cool about talking about it. And then I think Perry's recording is going to be interested. I hope you can hear it. <laughs> and, uh, well, sometimes the imperfections in them make them actually sound better, you know. Cause it, not in this talking. case. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't think it's going to make it. I think. It's I, not going to add anything to it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's a uh, lot, of, lot of rich history. But it just goes to show him I was a smart bird man. Bartburg driver. All the big names come from here. And that was in the, the heyday yeah. of uh, you know the 50s and 60s yeah. when uh, we were really doing it. What else you got there, Ronnie? Well, when he, he was in the Navy from 53 to 55, All right. the first race car he ever drove was in 53, and it belonged to Pearson. Him and Pe- here, David and Elmo grew up together right. on, on the Mill Hill. And they'd, they'd always been friends. And David didn't want to drive, so Elmo drove it. And they don't remember what where they finished or where they started or how they done. But uh, then it was like David drove it one week and Elmo drove it next week. Now, he told me he drove it twice, I think. And uh, then after that, that's when he went in the Navy. And when he came back in 55, he said Pearson already had him a name built up. So, yeah. so he, uh, he uh, was working some for Jack Purser. He owned SO station down here on the... Bashville Highway, right, and uh, across from Tinsley's Junkyard. Tinsley's Junkyard, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and and he had a car lot too, and it, they had, right. had a forty Ford sedan. And he said, "Well, Elmo, we'll just make us a race car out of that thing." So Elmo said, 
I went out there, got the keys, went out there, and pulled that car in, and took her inside out of it. And I said, well, why'd you do that? He said, that way he couldn't change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. So they had a VA, at Fair Forest, they had a VA uh, school, and that's where he carried that car to, because he was going there learning how to weld. I'll be done. And, uh... Homer Bearden. Homer Bearden. Which is a guy that raced a lot of cars and had a lot of cars. I remember. He was the, the uh, con- he was the one that was teaching it. I, I remember Homer running at the fairgrounds, not as a driver, but as an owner. And he yep. had he had two coaches. Mm-hmm. Yep. I and remember. He also had, th- uh, at one time, I got a picture of, of uh, all three of them. And it's, it's the, got two coaches, one with a flathead, one with a six-cylinder Ford, straight six, and then the 37 Ford Coupe. Yeah, and Homer Bearden, uh, he helped us a lot because he was a good mechanic and a good driver at everything. But back when we had drum brakes, yep. uh, he would dress the shoes and stuff for us. And uh, he was like the Spartanburg master of fooling with the, you know, you racing yeah. uh, drum brakes. Yeah, yeah. So he he really he really knew how to do it. So that that was the first race car Elmo had was in and it was a forty four sedan. I bet dog. Yeah, you know, and, and running a car out of a gas station across the across the street from a junkyard, that would be like across the street from the parts house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gold mine. That's right. All right, Gold we're gonna take our second break here and we come back. Uh hopefully we're gonna talk to Nelson Crozier. He's usually called in by now, but uh I'm sure he's fixing to, or if not, we'll we'll get his number and call him. But you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports. Spartanburg, 1400. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Type. Drive for $349 a month. Or save up to $10,000 off MSRP. Or drive a 2020 Nissan Road for only $229 a month. That's right. You can get a new 2019 Nissan Type for only $349 a month. Or save up to $10,000 off MSRP. Or a new 2020 Nissan Rogue for only $229 a month. During Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan, you can get rock-bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissan for the truck you want at the price you need. Hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Places for 479 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. 
Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. If trucks are what you want, Grayer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Type. Drive for three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand off MSRP, or drive a twenty twenty Nissan Rogue for only two twenty nine a month. That's right, you can get a new twenty nineteen Nissan Type for only three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand dollars off MSRP, or a new twenty twenty Nissan Rogue. For only $2.29 a month during Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan. You can get rock bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissan for the truck you want at the price you need. Hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Places for 479 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing Fitness Network has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning. Good morning, Nelson. How you doing, buddy? Oh, not bad. Well, I, you know, last week I said something like, uh, well, only two weeks to go. And you said, no, only one week. I wanted to straighten it out. I meant two weeks of the radio show because we are going to do a wrap-up show. And I hope you'll consent to being a part of that with us. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. Well, Nelson, you know, one of the big things that I was hearing about this week, several different storylines. But one I could have brought up last week and I actually forgot. But I was determined to mention it this week was... Uh, 
which is nothing new, but that's spinning out on purpose or wrecking on purpose and, you know, just to bring out a caution flag. And, you know, it's nothing new about that. And we, we discussed it a little bit this morning already, but the most recent uh, version of that was what was done. I believe it was at Texas. Uh, I know it was by Bubba Wallace and he was foolish enough to admit it last week at Phoenix. Well, it was a pretty sad job of a uh, spin-out. <laughs> he tried and couldn't spin, tried and, and finally managed to make it. But, uh, you know, then when he admitted to the uh, reporter that he did it on purpose, uh, even though uh, everybody knew beforehand, when he admitted it, that's when NASCAR had to step in. Well, I'm... Somehow or another, I missed, what was his motivation to spin out? I mean, why did he spin out? What, uh, was, what was his reason for to, wanting to bring out a caution flag? Uh, to get one of the other cars, uh, you know, or to get himself a lot back. I really don't recall. Uh, you know, a lot of things like that after they're passed, I just let them go. But, you know, if you, spend, if you cause the caution flag, you don't get your lap back. That, that's one of the... That's one of the rules of uh, of the lucky dog, if, for lack of another term. It's, you can't be the re- or man, they'd be people spinning out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, it'll, uh, you know, uh, tighten up the field and give you the opportunity uh, on the next course to get your lot back. Well, I tell you what, there's nothing new about it. I was talking earlier about there's a famous picture someplace, and I believe it was Indianapolis, where the guy's holding up the chalkboard and it says, now. So his driver would spin out, and uh, or some maybe his teammate would spin out. But anyway, it's uh, effectively what closed down Michael Waltrip's team with uh, when he had um, Truex driving for him. Isn't that correct? Uh, that's right. Well, you know, no, there's been lots of uh, instances in the past. Uh, you know, uh, Dale Jr. at Bristol, uh, and again, I think I penalized him for that. Yeah, but you know, uh, it's hard. To, even with all the uh, telemetry on the cars, it's hard to say yes, you spin out on purpose. But when you acknowledge that you did, that's a different story. Yeah. Now, what did he get out of that uh, fifty thousand dollars and fifty points? I think Ronnie said this morning. That's correct, and uh, <laughs> you know. It's not over till it's over, but uh, is he going to be back to the 43 car next year? Uh, that would be a good reason for him not to be back, even though they said uh, you know, that they were behind him. Well, yeah, that vote of confidence is sometimes the worst thing you can hear, especially if you're a baseball uh, manager or something. But, you know, I want to do a lot of that next week, talking about the, the changes and everything. Um, well, another thing I wanted to bring up, and it's got to be a concern, is uh, this is three years in a row? Chevrolet hasn't made the final four. Well, you know, Government Motors, uh, they don't have an unlimited budget anymore. Uh, you know, from what I understand, Toyota for, uh, for Joe Gibbs, their budget is greater than all the Chevrolet teams put together. Mm. I don't know that for a fact, but I've heard it from a fairly reliable source. And uh, Chevrolet still spends more money than Ford does. Well, you know, I just, I've got to tell you, this is the least interesting Final Four I've ever seen. Uh, You know, I just, 
I hate to wear my emotions and everything on my sleeve like I do, but you know, I, that's just the way it is. I, I've never, and it's nothing to do. Heck, I drove my first two cars were Toyotas, and I've got nothing against Toyotas really, but I just don't pull for the Toyotas. This is another reason not to. And of I drive a Ford, and of all the Ford drivers, I think Harvick's my least favorite. So I just, you know, I'll be watching, but this is just, I'll be, I'll definitely be pulling for Harvick over to Toyotas if I got to pull for somebody. Well, uh, a number of years ago, uh, uh, one of the Toyota officials said, our motto is win at any cost. And they do. So, uh, and, you know, NASCAR is the one series where they have had dominance uh, and they haven't packed up and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, in almost every other series, they go out, they prove what they wanted to prove, and they pack up and leave, at least the series in shambles. Uh, when they came in, uh, it was pretty much, hey, how much you make it? Okay, we'll give you 30% more to come to work for us. Mm-hmm. Well... The good news is there might be another manufacturer coming before too long. Isn't that, isn't that true? A lot of talk about it. Uh, and, you know, one big comment uh, is that Robbie Gordon might be coming back to run three road course races. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Now, I haven't heard much from him since his parents. Did, wasn't his parents murdered or, or murder-suicide uh, or something like that? Yeah, uh, the father and the stepmother. Okay, but it was that a murder suicide? I believe it was, but uh, you know, I don't recall for sure. Yeah, I don't either. I know no, he, uh, he, he didn't. Yeah, really I'm almost positive that's what it was. Yeah, he didn't want to talk about it. You can't blame him for that. No. But uh, uh, no, uh, the father strangled his wife and then shot himself. Okay, mm. well, I guess. That's the reason he's one of the reasons he's been laying low. He's got to be, I don't know his age. What would he be now? He's got to be in his early fifties, maybe or late forties. How old would Robbie be? And right, I guess, but uh, you got to remember, uh, uh, he's been racing. He has his own uh, stadium truck series. Okay, uh, that is very popular and still runs down in Baja. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, I know he was one of the road course ringers, and I always liked him, especially when he drove a car with Jim Beam on it. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, so far as this week, a uh, couple of uh, big things. Tony Stewart's going to be the honorary pace car driver. All right. And probably the biggest factor of all uh, is that a big tire fall off. Uh, tires will fall off about two seconds after about 14 laps. That's a bunch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a bit. And uh, then next year, uh, some uh, information, uh, Suarez is out of the 41 car and Cole Custer's in. Of, co- of course, Custer's father, uh, the general manager of uh, Seward Haas, mm-hmm. and uh, Tiff is out of front row uh, recovering from uh, your medical condition. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, as we said, what's happening with Bubba? But, you know, those are only a few of the things that, uh, you know, we can talk about next week. Yeah, you know, Bubba came out of the box so fast, he, he literally could have won the Daytona 500 in his first start. And uh, uh, 
well, that Austin Dillon sort of took out a couple of cars going into the third turn on the last lap. And unfortunately, Bubba was one of them. And he, he never really got back where he was. Uh, I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I, I don't know. But that was a, a big splash right out of the pan. I know he's very emotional about it. And I, I know we had uh, Dale Inman on the show a couple of weeks after that. And, you know, we were all jacked up that he was looking at good things from Bubba and maybe a win or something. But it just looks like it's not going to happen. No, uh, you know, and remember, uh, whatever engine you ran at Talladega, that's the engine you got to run at Daytona in February. I, that still blows my mind how they can, why they would even do that, and uh, and and policing that thing is just—it's not saving nobody no money. Yeah, that's just something else. I don't. Uh, there is just nothing mechanical anymore. You used to hear about the. Uh, you know, the engine builders, and uh, you don't hear about engine builders anymore. I mean, there's Waddell Wilson and Bud Moore and Smokey Eunuch and all the people that built engines. You know, that's just gone by the wayside. I'm I'm debating on, uh, I'm not debating on it. I'm probably going to bring that up to Mike Helton on this show next week because, uh, I mean, that's just a phase of racing that's gone. It's sad. Well, uh, you can attribute that to one thing, the CNC machine. Yep. Which is? Uh, uh, computer uh, numerical uh, uh, machine. Uh, uh, you know, it used to be uh, somebody would spend hundreds of hours doing a set of cylinder heads. Mm-hmm. And then you got a little bit too much and the floor fell out of the cylinder head. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the castings are better, but you put the hunk of metal into the machine and uh, it has five, six, seven axes where you can change uh, the bit from one uh, polarity to another, and you can duplicate a hundred cylinder heads, and they're all the same, absolutely within ninety nine point nine percent of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the blocks are machined the same way. Uh, you have so much consistency. You know how far you can push it, and then you program the machine to do that every time. Yeah, that pretty much uh, them CNC machines and uh, aluminum cylinder heads and putting more material in the blocks and this different thing. But that uh, the CNC deal with the cylinder heads, it, it's got its pluses, but it sure did put it well. It put people like me out of business. Of course, uh, I, I was getting kind of tired of grinding anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything? We got like a minute left, uh, Nelson, before we uh, have to let you go. No, I'll stick with Harvest this week. But other than that, you know, uh, we have a practice this afternoon, and then we got the race at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Greg, who are you going to pick? I forgot about that. For tomorrow? Yep. Mm. We ain't got much time, Greg. Lugano. 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 Ronnie, you pick one. Ronnie, no dine. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. That's a good pick. Uh, let me try the 18. Got uh, Kyle Busch. I'll take. I'll go with Keselowski one more time. What the heck. Thank you, Nelson. We'll be talking to you next week, and we'll try to wrap it up and put a bow on it for 2020 or 19. You got it. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Nelson. That's Nelson Crozier. Uh, what you know about him, Ronnie? He's the smartest man I know. He's the smartest man I know, too. I can't get over. Did you hear him last week, Greg, when we were talking about Phoenix? 
And he said it was cold out there. And Ronnie said, well, it's a dry cold. <laughs> Trying to be funny. And Nelson says, well, not so much so. The climate's changing out there because all, of all the swimming pools and sprinkler systems. <laughs> and I looked over at Ronnie and I said, God, he never fails to amaze me with, the, <laughs> with this stuff he comes up with. Because it's... Uh, you, you get out there at Phoenix, and it is. It, it, you could have a dust storm coming, and I mean it's like out in the west and stuff, and it it just shut down practice, and you covered in dust and dirt, and the, the cars dirty, and they, they shut the practice down because you can't even see to go around the racetrack. But when we come back after this message, we're going to have after the top of the hour break, we're going to talk to Willis Smith. Who was uh, over in Greenville or somewhere in that area? Yes, Simpsonville. Simpsonville, and he was a big official at the Greenville Picking Speedway with a flag man and a now, public sir. address announcer and inspector, you name it. And it sounds like this gentleman did it. So uh, we're going to come back and talk to him after the top of the hour. You are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. We are Fox Spartanburg's home for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 460 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock-bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Type. Drive for $349 a month. Or save up to $10,000 off MSRP. Or drive a 2020 Nissan Road for only $229 a month. That's right. You can get a new 2019 Nissan Type for only $349 a month. Or save up to $10,000 off MSRP. Or a new 2020 Nissan Rogue for only $229 a month. During Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan, you can get rock-bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissan for the truck you want at the price you need. Hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At 45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. At 45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. At 45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now at 45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 in Spartanburg, 98.3 on FM and on the Listen In app and all bunch of different ways you can get us all around the world. And uh, it is my great pleasure. And I just found out I've seen this guy a thousand times. Mr. Willis Smith from over in Greenville, South Carolina, or Simpsonville, right? Yeah. And right. I, I just found out that you were the guy that has been the MC like at Cotton Owens Day and all the times over at JB Days and I've seen you uh, behind the mic uh, <laughs> hundreds of times <laughs> and I didn't realize that was you. Oh yeah, that's me. Willis, this is Ronnie. How you doing yeah. today? I'm good. Good, good. I'm glad glad you could be on here today and uh, uh, if you give us a little bit of you know background what you've done down through the years of uh, flagging and stuff in different tracks, uh, we appreciate it. Okay, I'd be glad to. I kind of started off uh, at the Golden Strip Speedway. I came home from the Army in 1956, and I got a car, and I drove a while at Golden Strip. And and then one night that uh, a guy named, uh, I can't think of the name right now, but anyway, he was flagging, and I helped him. And I was his help. Charlie Edwards was his name. Yeah. No, Charlie Thaxon was his name. And I helped him, and I got started flagging, and I did that for several years. And you know, one time the announcer wasn't there, and and I I got I could found out I could do that, and I've just had enjoyed it for 
I started in 57. Well, I actually started in 1948. I worked at a service station that had an old race car. Is what got me hung and it's worse than dope. I had never <laughs> been able to get away from it. Well, you know, that's that's great. And you, uh, you know, we're sort of, not sort of, we're, we're honoring Elmo Henderson today because uh, sort of let his passing slip by me. I don't know how that happened. So we're making up for it today. And uh, you have any stories about Elmo you could share with us? Well, I've seen Elmo race a, a lot of times, and, and, and I got to know him a little through the years. And uh, Pearson told me a story one time. In 59, when Pearson won the championship at Greenville Pickens, that the black was told him, said, you know, if you win five, you can't come back. And so he would won, he would run, win four and run second. And one time Elmo was the car and he was pushing him to the lead because he didn't want to win. And going down the back straightaway, he pushed him so fast that the drive shaft come out of Elmo's car. But I remember from, uh, driving, him driving for Buster Sexton him in a black number 45. And uh, he was good, and I've seen him drive some Grand National races and things, too. A lot of good race car drivers come out of Spartanburg, and Elmo was one of them. He certainly was, and I'm proud to say he was a friend of mine. And uh, But he uh, he was a track champion over there. I think he and Pearson and, and uh, uh, Floyd Powell, like, consecutive years. That's right. That's exactly right. All of them were right there in one little wad, wasn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, sure were. I think Pier- Pearson of... Elmo was 58, Pearson 59, and then Powell was 60, 61, 62. Yeah, I think it was something like that, but that was, that was back in the good times. Yes, sir, it was. <laughs> Best racing ever. That's right. People liked it, and they enjoyed it, and, and that's what's wrong now. They, there's not any hometown people running. Uh, the, the drivers now are away from somebody. They don't get... A, Ain't been around here, and people watch them grow up because they're growing. They're starting so young; they don't have a time to build a fan base that you local track. No, most of them don't. They sure don't. You know, now that I recognize who you are, your voice is even familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, my voice at one time, my voice was known by as many people as anybody in Greenville County or, or the state. Uh, I used to be on the radio with Bob Hooper in the morning doing a commercial for the tire exchange that I ran in Malden. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lot of people knew my voice, but they didn't have no idea what I looked like. Well, I, I know both now. And I, <laughs> now that I do, we'd love to have you on the show. This is our next to last show for this year, but we got a whole nother season, I hope, next year. And we'd love to have you back on. Well, I'd love to anytime. I like to. I like, but I've, I've been real fortunate to do some. I did the uh, Legends rematch in Spartanburg. You remember when we were trying to get them? Yes, sir. Raise money for a Hall of Fame in Spartanburg. I announced those races, and and that was an honor. And like you said before, I, I announced it uh, Cotton Owens Day and yep. David Pearson Day, and and that was a great honor that I could call them two people my friend and be able to do that during a big time for them. Well, I remember all those birthday parties for Raymond Parks over at. JB, oh, yeah. you were you were behind the mic for those too. I know they get up on the stage with you and the Allisons and Rex White and you name it. Just about anybody that was anything, Miss Flock and just tons of legendary drivers, Elmo Henderson and 
you just uh, get up there and interview them and did a great job. Well, I appreciate that. But I, I, it's been an honor to meet all those people. Tim Flock, uh, he was one of my, you know, we met late in life and uh, kind of, but he was one of my best friends. And it, he used to come down there every year and it was a great time with him. Yeah, sure was. Um, so what do you do now? Are you still announcing it? I haven't been to Greenville Pickens, but uh, once since they paved it. So uh, what? Um, no, uh, I don't, are I, you still over there or are you still no, doing any I announcing? I don't do anything anymore. I mean, I, I'm retired. I'm 84 years old and uh, I'm retired and I don't I do not do nothing hard and I do it better than anything I ever done. <laughs> I got to, I got to learn how to do that now. Well, you sound a whole lot better than me, and I'm 67, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping my voice will hold out one more. I got a show and a half to go. Oh, okay. But I, I, I'm glad to be on with you, and I'd like to be on any time you ask me. Well, you know, we uh, we have become in this past year very uh, locally oriented with uh, – in fact, I haven't even mentioned Alan Hill today, who his driver Danny Tesnier, pretty much uh, um, they've won championships over at Greenville uh, at uh, Gaffney at Cherokee Speedway, and they run a lot at Harris. And right now, uh, he's not on the show today because they're at Travelers Rest, I think, for a makeup race where they're on the front row. Yep. And uh, we, my point is that we've in this past year since we got Alan on the show, we have a tremendous uh, local presence. And we really want to expand that because uh, I think uh, I said often if if we had two listeners before we got Alan on the show, we got four now because uh, right. he is uh, the local stuff is what a lot of people want to hear. And I went, you know, Wally Fowler and all the Chris Madden and uh, some of the people he's had or you know on the show are just terrific. And uh, oh yeah, there's big names there. Yep, yeah, well we love he knows them and he beats them all the time and they beat him and. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of that fabric of our show about the the local stuff. Well, I certainly, I'll certainly do whatever I could do for you. Okay. I enjoy it. All right, man. Well, you, uh, uh, we got a couple of more minutes here. I want to ask you, uh, what of all the things that you uh, saw, um, you know, in your announcing days, or maybe just even your days as a spectator? What uh, what stands out in your mind is you know maybe one or two of the the greatest moments you witnessed over at Greenville Pickens, or anywhere for that matter? Well, there have been a lot of good things at Greenville. Uh, I, I, uh, a guy from Greenville, Don Sprouse, yeah, a lot of people call him Stump. Uh, he passed away in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But I, Gary Blackwell uh, from Greenville Pickens gave me a picture, and I was pre- presenting him the trophy for the first race he ever won. Yeah. And of course, I always love to see Pearson run. And I was, I talked to Ricky Pearson the other day and I told him, uh, that Hickey Nichols, an old name that, uh, used to take cars to Daytona Beach when he run on the sand and he had a big thing going and he had a Chevelle and Pearson came over at Grandma Pickens and drove it. And they went out and qualified and they end up giving a trophy for the first who won the pole. Well, Pearson qualified third, and Hickey Nichols had a fit. He said, I wanted that trophy. Well, we come back, and Pearson won the race, and the trophy was about twice as big, and he went over and handed it to Hickey Nichols, and he said, here, does this make you happy? (laughs) (laughs) Got the big trophy that day. Yeah. That's right. We're talking to Willis Smith. Uh, 
longtime uh, local racing personality and announcer of, of everything, including the Greenville Pickens Speedway. Yeah, that was, uh, I tell you what, that's what we want to remember. And uh, I, I've written a few books, and I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what happened last week, but I got a pretty good idea about 1958. Oh, that's good. That's good. I can go back a lot further than that. Well, that's why we want you on the show. Yeah. All right. Well, I certainly would love to. Well, Willis was at the race at uh, what they call the textile speedway that was back I there. was. Yes, sir. T- tell them a little bit about that. You know, they've been... Well, a lady from the Greenman News called me the other day, and I've seen my grands- great-grandson actually come up. He likes history, and, and he was on YouTube, and somebody got to talking where the airbase speedway was at that's another one i need to know yeah. about yeah. well the airbase speedway i did i i was a little confused because this guy had really figured out where it was at but i went there pro- the first time i ever drove a race car around a racetrack was at airbase speedway but it was in sometime it was airbase speedway and sometime it was textile speedway because a promoter would run off with the money <laughs> oh man <laughs> But anyway, they've. Uh, I went there one night for a Grand National race, which had to be forty nine or fifty, and and there was it was a lot of cars. Buck Baker was there in a little fifty Plymouth Coupe, and, and there was even a Henry J there, and it was. A, but anyway, it was time to race, and they come over to speakers and said that the Flock Brothers was in Spartanburg and on their way, and they was going to hold it up till they got there. Well, they held that race up, and it. The Flock Brothers wasn't in Spartanburg. I know it was a long ways to that speedway from Spartanburg back then, but we must have waited two hours. And they finally got there and dropped in the back, and they started, and Bob Flock won the race. And I, Jack Smith, a big one from Spartanburg, the first time I ever seen Jack Smith, it was at the Texel Speedway over near where Michelin is at today. Mm-hmm. And he was there in a coach car. And back then... Not many people run a coach, and most of them was coops. Mm-hmm. And he had a coach, and the number on the car was 10 C-A-N, 10 can. <laughs> I've never seen it before. I had never seen it before, and I had never seen it since. But that's the first experience I had with Jack Smith. <laughs> that's great. You know, we have Lance on the show every once in a while. I don't, his son, we haven't had him this year, but uh, that's another, uh, another one we need to have. And, of course, we even... Uh, we uh, celebrated the life a little bit last week of Joe Little John Jr., who passed away. Who? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, uh, didn't, I didn't know he had passed away. I got to know him. Uh, we went on some cruises together. At one time, David, we went on a cruise and come back, and David said, well, we're going to do our own, and we had this guy in Charlotte. And we put it together, David Pearson and friends, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Little John Jr. went with us one time. Well, yeah, we lost him. I think it would be a week ago this past Wednesday. Yeah. And, oh, I really hate I didn't know that. Yeah, well, see, that's how, multiply that by 10, and that's why I felt uh, in July when Rex White was on our show and said that Elmo Henderson had passed away. And I went, what? Because, you know, yeah. I was I used to stop in all the time and see Elmo, and I, I just got away from doing it. Now I can't do it anymore at all. So I, this is... I've guilt tripped myself enough that I say we're going to honor him, and that's what we're that's what we're doing today. Let me tell you a little story that Harold Painter tells me about Elmo. It's, it's a funny story, isn't it? But anyway, Harold and, and Elmo kind of grew up together. Their grandparents lived. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they played, and then they both got into racing. 
And one time, Harrow and Elmo decided they were going to move to Florida so they could race all year long, and they were going to go down there and be professional stock car drivers. Well, Harrow said he went home and, and packed his stuff in a paper bag, and he went back to pick up Elmo, and Elmo come out there and said, I can't go. <laughs> and he still fusses at Elmo right there. He said, me and you would have been famous if we'd ever made it to Florida. <laughs> Rodney started laughing, and you were just getting started with the story. I mean, he knew it was going to be funny. I tell you. Well, we, there's a lot of funny stories. Well, we have a, a thing every couple of months up at Bobby Jones and Travelers Rest, and uh, a lot of the older drivers and stuff, we, we enjoy having them. And, and I think they do, too. They enjoy coming, and uh, uh, I look forward to their next one, which will be in December. I do, too. We have a good time. Yes, sir. Yep. We, um, Get to talk about some old. We we can bench race better than we can turn stern wheels now. That's right. We can win all <laughs> win, win all in bench race. We'd be rich, wouldn't we, Willie? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. We have a lot of fun. Though. Yeah, we do. We sure do. Well, I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what's been a lot of fun is. Um, is having you on this show, Ronnie. What you got? No, I was just gonna say that made me think of last. I told a friend of mine last night. The older I get, the better I was. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. That's, oh, yeah, more. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? Uh, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm, I'm good once as good as I ever was. Or so, I don't know, some country song. But anyway, look, Willis, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And we're definitely going to do this again so we can uh, get some more of your stories. And uh, I'd like to stick a microphone on that table when y'all have your bull sessions over yeah. there uh, <laughs> once a month. You I don't know, know you could. I don't know you could play that on the radio. Well, I, I mean, you know, I'd have to, uh, it may take some editing, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll clean it up a little bit. We, we, okay. We, I, yeah, we could do that. Last week we played uh, Bud Moore talking about his war exploits for We Play It Ever Veterans Day. And there's, there's a couple of couple of pieces there that I think the FCC might have been interested in. But I think Bud Moore's going to earn the right to say whatever he wants to say. That's exactly. I got to know him. He went on the cruise with us some and. And when Pearson and him went in the Hall of Fame, I, we was in Daytona together. Greg was there, and uh, Bud was there, and, and it was a lot of fun. And we left to come home, I guess, on Sunday before the race. Anyway, we was going up the road, and Pearson was driving, and you got to know it. Well, he wasn't he wasn't running the speed limit. In a little bit, we looked, and Bud Moore went by, and, and Pearson said, you can't never keep up with Bud Moore coming back from Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he, he was a neat guy, so I love meeting him. Well, he, he's he's my lifelong hero. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, I've known him since I was a very, very little boy, and uh, I honor Bud Moore every chance I get. A, uh, we always do it on D Day and Veterans Day for sure. We got some special things that we play that um, that I recorded with Bud back over the years. Willis, thank you so much for coming on the show. We got to take a break, but. Uh, you, uh, you're a great guest, and now I'm glad to know. I feel like I've known you 20 years. Well, you have. I, you just didn't know who I was. That's right. I do now, and I even recognize right. your voice. So uh, th- okay. th- thank you so much for coming on the show, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Willis. Had a great time. Talk to you later. You sure will. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. What a great guest, Ronnie. That's a uh, good job on that one, buddy. He's, he's, he's amazing. He is amazing. We're going well, two things about him. One, I hope I make it that long. Yeah, 84. Oh yeah, and I wish I was as sharp now as he is. Yeah. Well, he's uh, yeah. he doesn't sound eighty four, and I I think he's uh, he's going to be around a while longer. I hope. Oh, 
Yeah. We're gonna um uh we're gonna take a break now and we come back. I'm gonna attempt to play this uh thing I recorded in, in Elmo's office with the with a real loud uh, air, uh heater going and if it, if it's no good, I'll stop it and we'll just shoot the bull some more. But right now, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios. Start your engines. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. Wouldn't it be nice if road trips were easy? Anyone need to go to the bathroom? Nope. I went before we left. Hey, you in the sedan! Smooth merge! At McDonald's, we're making things easy. Introducing the savers menu. Simply choose from the sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, sausage McMuffin, or medium premium roast coffee and get another for a buck during breakfast hours. Easy. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Breakfast hours vary by location. Excludes iced coffee. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics. Keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Type. Drive for three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand off MSRP, or drive a twenty twenty Nissan Rogue for only two twenty nine a month. That's right, you can get a new twenty nineteen Nissan Type for only three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand dollars off MSRP. Or a new 2020 Nissan 
road for only $2.29 a month. During Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan, you can get rock bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissan for the truck you want at the price you need. Hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan, low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Places for 479 for more details. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, there. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. and That was a great interview, Ronnie. I appreciate you getting Mr. Smith on there. That was that was outstanding. You're welcome. Didn't know I knew him. Um, before I forget it, I want to say a special thanks to Lanny McKinney, who does our podcast and the Bud Moore Engineering website and our Facebook page and uh, has our back on everything we do, and we really appreciate all the help we get from him. And to be honest with you, which I always am, he's the one that's supposed to text me if this next part sounds lousy over the air so uh i'm gonna go ahead and play this now this is 30 minutes and we only got a less than 20 minutes so i'm gonna just cut it off at some point but this is elmo henderson recorded on january the 10th 2009 i said it right that time and um he's going to talk about the first time he went to down to daytona with cotton owens old 58 pontiac and he and david pearson went together and just i'll play it for as long as i can but listen to it and uh it's just great to hear elmo's voice so here we go In just a second, as soon as I get it going here. What am I doing wrong? Well, I'm not doing something right, so just hold on a second. Here we go. Thank you. 
I remember when the first station was there on uh, Asheville Highway. Or North, North Church, right? No. Wasn't it? 1481 Ice Highway, right over here. Okay. Kansas yeah. Junkyard, right across from it. Okay. About where is that now? Person Station. I, cause I, see, I was teaching that down there at the fork in the road. Oh, that, where you go to the either the hospital or Cleveland Park. That was Rogers. Right. Okay. I knew somebody that, had an SO station. There. That's where David got his start. Oh, okay. All right. Rogers SO, right there on the fork. That person was on further uh, down that highway. Right here. Okay. Right All right. I want to hear about person. Okay. Okay.
Family State. Wait. And there's front seat is drug nobody. Else. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, nobody. His front seat, he wasn't exactly alone. <laughs> and we was part grown man. Part right there. But he would, he would not know it. You know, you know, I used to live in a truck like this. Thank you. 
hold it wide open. Now that, that, you won't lift that thing when you throw it up that cold. But they've done told us that now you can hold it wide open. Well, And I'm going to have to cut it off right there. I mean, I've got um, so much more of that. I've got hours of Elmo, and uh, I'd love to play. If I get him turned off here somehow, be quiet, Elmo. Thank you. Um, I got like three hours of Elmo's tapes, and that him going down to Dayton, and David Pearson wouldn't sleep in his own pickup truck he came over there and made elmo move over i mean that's hilarious but we're gonna take our last break and come back and we're gonna have a special surprise guest we're gonna talk to alan hill out of travelers rest speedway and see what he's got going on how how things are going and you're listening to fox sports spartanburg from the beacon drive-in studios It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Brayer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on now. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Type. Drive for three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand off MSRP, or drive a twenty twenty Nissan Rogue for only two twenty nine a month. That's right, you can get a new twenty nineteen Nissan Type for only three forty nine a month, or save up to ten thousand dollars off MSRP. Or a new 2020 Nissan 
road for only $2.29 a month during Nissan Truck Month at Greer Nissan. You can get rock bottom prices and payments on all your favorite Nissan for the truck you want at the price you need. Hurry to Greer Nissan for Nissan Truck Month today. Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Visit us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or you can see all our deals online at GreerNissan.com. Places for 479 for more details. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Well, we're starting to get some decent music uh, about the time for the show to end, but... On the line here, we got our old buddy, Alan Hill, who I thought was out at the racetrack, but heck, he hadn't left the garage yet. He could have been on the show. How you doing, Alan? Doing good, man. Listening to y'all on the radio. Sounds like y'all having a good time here today. Well, we're struggling by and uh, trying to do a little uh, honor of uh, Elmo Henderson. And I know you knew Elmo. You got a quick Elmo story? Uh, Just about the time he was over at Greenville Pickinson, he was talking about well, I wasn't even over there because it was back a long time ago before, you know, kind of like I sent you that picture a while ago. And uh, But he was up there talking one day, and he was talking about following the man off down there in the first turn and come up on the white flag lap. And the guy went down there and went through the wooden fence at Greenville Pickens, and Elmo followed him right on through. He said, I followed <laughs> the whole race. I might as well follow you. <laughs> but, uh, Didn't you say he drove one of your one of your daddy's cars, or did I dream that up? No, nah, you kind of, I think, I don't know if Elmo got to drive one of my daddy's cars or not. Like I said, back then, I was only about one, two, three years old back then. But that picture I sent you of Floyd Powell driving one of my daddy's cars was in 1958. That must be what I was thinking about. And if you look in that picture, you'll see my brother, Mike Hill, has got that white helmet on with them goggles. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... Uh, People don't wear them helmets no more anymore. No, I'm not find I like. I think them helmets is about like them old race cars, hard to find. That's right. Well, so what's going on today? Tell us about today. Well, yeah, we got we got a race over at Travers Rest Speedway this afternoon. Uh, racing's going to start over there at four o'clock. Uh, I think they got limited sportsmen going to be the first race out on the racetrack. Uh, we starting outside pole. I think it's going to be a twenty lap race, and then uh, after that they got. Uh, a Renegade Stock 8 Crate Sportsman race, going to pay 4000 in that division, and it's a 40-lap race. And then after that, they got a, what they call a Thunder Bomber division, and they're going to pay $5,000 in it, and I think it's going to be either a 50- or 60-lap race after that. So, going to be some good racing going over here at Crowder's Rest Speedway. We hadn't left the shop yet. Danny had to go in and work today since uh, Chevrolet has, or GM has went back to work. Now, they, they can get parts, and they've had cars sitting out in the parking lot that they couldn't get parts for. So now they can get parts for, and he's kind of over the, over the shop over here at Chevrolet Place in Spartanburg. So he's having to work a little bit, trying to get caught back up. And uh, So that strike affected everybody. Yes, it has. It kind of kind of affected everybody. Everybody don't realize how many how many people one, one person can hold up a whole lot of other people down the line. That's truth well 
Look. But uh, like I said, over here at Crowder's Rest Speedway, we fixing, uh, he's fixing to knock off the work here at 12 o'clock. We're going to fix him head over there. Gates has been open for two hours over there at Crowder's Rest Speedway. they got a lot going on over there. they got hay rides. they got all this other stuff that's going on. And actually, they got a what they call a welding tournament where you can go up there and whoever makes the prettiest well is going to get like hundred dollars or hundred fifty dollars and stuff like that. Got all kinds of stuff going on with Trevor Frisk. A welding contest. That sounds like something on the History Channel where they making swords and uh, stuff out yeah. of a out of a piece of iron. But this will be Trevor Frisk's last uh, last race of the year over there, and then uh, next week we're going to move on over here to Cherokee Speedway for their big blue gray race coming up. All right, and they have put, they have put us on the schedule for that deal too. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have you back in the studio next week, and you can uh, tell yeah, us about it for our, our wrap up show. Yeah, hopefully I can. Uh, we can go over and win this race this afternoon, and uh, everything will go good, and won't tear too much up, and be able to have a good time. Now we're expecting you to bring a trophy back in here to show us next Saturday. I'm, I'd love to bring that trophy back in here, but nine times out of ten, that driver—he, he, I don't know what he is. Why does driver always get trophies? What we just want to look at it. He can keep it. <laughs> we don't want to put it on permanent display out here in the lobby with all the football jerseys and helmets. Yeah. But uh, well, best of luck to you tonight, Alan, or this afternoon. And uh, you uh, bring uh, you know you know I never did get around to giving you a Fox decal to put on the car so it'd show up in winter circle. But uh, you know, got one more chance next week. Yes, sir. All sure right. Thank you, Alan. We'll talk to you Thank next you week. And best of luck to you. Thank you. All right. That's Alan Hill in his garage. Hadn't left for the track yet. So, uh, all right, I got a few things to touch on here, and I've got to be pretty quick about it, all right? With, uh, of course, the cup is tomorrow. Let me uh, let me just do the TV schedule now. Nope, I'm not going to do it yet. I'll do the results from last week, which was at Phoenix, which uh, I'm not a big Denny Hamlin fan, but he punched his ticket into the Final Four at the expense of... Uh, Four other guys, one of which was Logano, which a lot of people don't like Logano, but, you know, I, I was kind of partial to him. Hamlin won it. Kyle Busch was second. Ryan Blaney was third. And if he'd have won, he'd have been in there with Penske's Ford. Kyle Larson was fourth. And if he'd have won it, he'd have been in there with Ganassi Chevrolet. And Chevrolet would have probably given him a raise. Fifth was Harvick. Sixth, Truex. Seventh, Eric Jones and the other Gibbs car. Eighth, Clint Boyer. Ninth, Logano, and 10th was Brad Keselowski. And, of course, the only thing that matters is the four guys in the finals, which is the three Penske, uh, the three uh, Gibbs cars of Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and the Ford of Kevin Harvick. So that race is going to be uh, tomorrow. I'll give you the time in just a second. The uh, last Xfinity race is today. I'll give you the TV on that in just a second. Um uh, Last, race, last week they ran at Phoenix as well, and Justin Allgaier was the winner. Cole Custer second, Tyler Reddick third, John Hunter Nemechek was fourth, and Zane Smith was fifth. Jeremy Clements started tenth, looked real good, even led a couple of laps during the caution. But he uh, faded back to uh, 18th at the end of the race. He was two laps behind, and the guy he's trying to catch in the standings for 13th, the coveted 13th place, is a... Uh, Gray Galding, and he finished 12th, so that makes the hill a little bit higher for uh, Jeremy. He is uh, 
18 points out of 13th place, and that's where we want him to get. So we'll see how they qualify and how all that shakes out today. The uh, course today, it comes down to Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, uh, Cole Custer, as the, uh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Um, uh, no, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Justin Allgaier. And those are the four going for the championship. And whoever of those four wins the race is the new champion in Xfinity. Uh, one more thing to touch on here. The only other big series that's going is Formula One. And they are running the Heineken Grand Prix of Brazil at Interlagos in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. That will be tomorrow. And, uh, of course, Lewis Hamilton sewed that up a couple of weeks ago with his sixth World Driving Championship. One less than uh, the Michael Schumacher, who's got seven. So, uh, and he's, uh, I think, uh, 33 or 34 years old. So, there's a good chance he'll win seven or eight championships because I don't see anything slowing down the Mercedes. But, you know, I'm going to say right here, I think it's pretty nice that... Uh, if Mercedes does sweep at 1-2 this year for no other reason than uh, I was a big Nicky Lauda fan and I loved the movie about his life and Nicky was a team manager or, you know, uh, it's more like honorary team manager and he passed away earlier this year. So let's, uh, let's win this one for Nicky. The uh, American Ferraris of Kevin Magnuson and Roman Grosjean are 16th and 17th in the standings and I don't know if they're going to have a chance to move up or not. So... Uh, that's pretty much the uh, the way the Formula One and all the other series are shaking out. Now, here's the TV schedule. Today, Saturday, November 16th, you got Xfinity qualifying at 1230 shortly after our show. Uh, Formula One, and that's on NBCSN. On ESPN News is the Formula One qualifying from 1255 to 2 o'clock. Winston Cup... Um, Monster Energy qualifying is on NBCSN at 2 o'clock. And then at 3.30 is the Xfinity race, and it is also on NBCSN, and that's from Homestead, Florida. Tomorrow, only got two races, but uh, uh, the Formula One is at 12.05, and that's on ESPN2 from Brazil. So you can come home from church and uh, sit down and watch that, and about the time it'll be over, It'll be 3 o'clock, and uh, in fact, it will be over by then because they only run two hours. At 3 o'clock, it's scheduled the um, NASCAR Winston Cup. It'll be the championship race. Whichever one of those four guys finishes ahead of the rest, it will be the new champion. And uh, I'd like to see somebody come in there and upset the apple cart and get up there and mix it up with them and make a big controversy and win the race. And I think Brad Keselowski would be a perfect uh, guy to to screw that deal up for those guys. But that'll be at 3 o'clock, and that's on NBC on the Mothership. And uh, we will come back next week. Our special guest will be Mike Helton. And I've got a couple of other people I'd like to have on the show. And so we'll see how that pans out. But Mike always is gracious enough to do our first show and our last show. And um, we'll see what he has to say. We'll wrap up the year and maybe talk about what some of our favorite spots were and uh, don't forget this show was in honor of Elmo Henderson who passed away on April on uh, April 15th of this year and I hope we did you justice Elmo uh, it's the best we could do and I didn't forget about you 
and thought about this show for a long time. So this is what we came up with. And Ronnie, uh, thank you so much for uh, helping us out here and, and pulling the weight on this thing. Ronnie's uh, really done a wonderful job. He brought scrapbooks and pictures here. And if we were on television, <laughs> we'd have a lot to show. Gregory, turn that microphone around there. And uh, we got about two minutes. What you got to say? You've been gone a long time. Glad to have you back. Well, just trying to get back in the swing of things. And uh, I'm like you. Uh, don't seem to get too pumped up about these last few races. With NASCAR and that sort of thing, just don't seem like that's uh, don't seem that like, like that very exciting right now. Kind of like period. I'd like to see somebody come in there and uh, beat a spoiler or something. And that's a good way to put it, the spoiler. And, yeah, and, and outrun them real good. Uh, I still say the open wheel thing is going to turn out real, real good with Penske. Uh, I th- I look for real good things to come out of that. Uh, Owning in the Indianapolis Speedway, you mean, and uh, and uh, and a whole IndyCar right. series, yep. But we talked about that last week, and uh, probably can touch on that even maybe with uh, Mike Helton next week, because uh, you know uh, who was it told us last week? Was it Nelson? Somebody said that he's got his eye; he could buy NASCAR too if he wanted to. And I don't think it's any secret that NASCAR is for sale. So, uh, Ronnie, um, thank you, Greg. Thanks for being here, and I hope you make the last show with us. Ronnie, you got about thirty seconds. Well, I've I'm with Greg, and it doesn't seem like it ought to be time for the end of the season. Seems like we just got here with Daytona, but I guess time flies when you're having fun. I'm anxious to see what Chevrolet may or may not do in the off season with them not making the Final Four again. Well, you know they got a new car coming out, the new Camaro L, whatever the heck it is. So, uh, um, you know, we'll see. But they got to do something. I mean, but you know, it's hard to beat dollars. Or yeah, maybe in and this case. Toyota is yeah. really pumping it in. <laughs> they sure are. Uh, well, that's about it for today. We're going to come back next week and do one more show. There's a lot of football today. There's a great game right up the hill here. If you go down Gardner Drive and go straight through the red light and up the hill, there's Walford and Furman, which uh, is for the, basically the SoCon Championship. So uh, we appreciate Willis Smith coming on. We appreciate Ronnie. No dime coming on. And uh, we'll be back next week and do it one more time for the year 2000. Everybody take it easy out there and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.
Fox Sports Trending Now. Today's college football slate is getting underway as I speak. Fifth-ranked Alabama looking to bounce back after last week's loss to LSU. They are in Starkville taking on Mississippi State. On Fox, 15th-ranked Michigan hosting Michigan State.